0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Hallelujah. Take your seats, wonderful family of God. God is good. There is no one like Him. He's yesterday, today, and forever the same. You can depend upon Him. I was only 13 when I gave my heart to Jesus. I was in a Moved came to visit a Pentecostal church where they preached the hell out of me, and I got saved five Sundays in a row, and uh, my life has never been the same. He has never failed me in all the years that I've known the Lord. I have not met a born-again believer yet that says they wish they'd waited till later in their life to get saved. Everyone I ever met said they wish they'd done it sooner. No one's ever sorry that they didn't wait because it's the most wonderful, wonderful life. There's no one like Him. If you don't know Him, if you're not sure, you're not in a good place with Him, don't let tonight go by without you making sure that you have it all settled because there's no one like Him. I'd like to read tonight from the book of Romans, chapter 4, if I may. You're all too excited in this room, I can tell. I've read from the NIV. I want to speak to you about faith, in motion, the older I've become, the more convinced I am that um, that without faith it's impossible to please God, and that God responds to faith. It's uh, astonishing to me, having studied the Canaanites the way they are. There were many Philistines in the time of throughout the time of Israel. The Canaanites were the worst. They were from the north, from the Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi area, but they were famous for the human sacrifices they did that made the Jews find them appalling. So when a Canaanite woman came to Jesus, needing her child to be miraculously delivered and healed, He ignored her because He, after the disciples kept on saying, this woman keeps calling out, He said to the disciples, I was only sent to the, to the Israelites, just called by God and instructed by my Father to minister this new kingdom. To the Jews first. And so she kept on appealing and then after a while she got in front of him and he told her, I cannot give to the dogs what belongs to the children. Dogs always, for us or those who are uh, unfamiliar with that term, dogs refer to unbelievers. And the children of God were entitled to the supernatural. And her response was, even the dogs get the crumbs. She wasn't denying that she wasn't of the household of faith. She was acknowledging that, but she acknowledged who he was and is, that he had more than enough for Israelites and for her, and her faith, which she had done action with, because she didn't even bring her sick child. She left that child at home. She was so sure that if she could just reach him, that she would have a miracle. And he said to her these words Go, your child is healed. You have great faith. You're not born again. You're not righteous. You're not Jewish. You don't deserve this. There's nothing that you, anything else other than your faith, that released it. A woman with the issue of blood for 12 years said to herself, if I can just touch him, I would be healed. And she went through a great effort to pursue him through a moving crowd to touch the hem of his garment, just some physical contact. Jesus stopped the crowd and said, who touched me? And of course, you know the count. And when finally she owned up to it, he said, your faith has healed you. It wasn't the garment. It wasn't the whole process. But she needed to do something to re- raise her faith to that level. The older I become, the more I realize it was never the amount of faith that moved the mountain, but the purity of the faith. If you have faith as a mustard seed, which the disciples having asked increase our faith, they needed more faith, they felt. But Jesus said, no, you don't need a volume of faith, you just need a doubtless faith. Because your, your faith is under war constantly, every day of your life, the devil's doing all he can to disrupt your faith. And if you have any doubt, just one doubt in the biggest amount of faith will make your faith less powerful. And that's what the devil's aiming at, to always to sow the seeds of doubt. The first time he speaks to Eve in the Book of Genesis, he says to her, "Did God really say?" He didn't need to try and persuade her. He was trying to just sow enough doubt. If you can just sow enough doubt in your and my life that this even really is a God and that it really cares, when people go through crisis and calamity and great losses, then they begin to question their salvation, question God, because their expectancy is that God would do these things. That's why it was so outstandingly marvelous that when Martha who was the most supposedly the unspiritual woman came running to Jesus while Mary stayed at home having heard he's come and she held him accountable which we often do as Christians we want to blame God he said you should have been here then my brother would not have died then she said but even now I know I know that's the highest form of faith is knowing I know that when you pray, God hears you. Having said that, she opened up a dialogue with Jesus because she showed him that she had still expectancy, that it wasn't, even though it was physically too late, it wasn't too late. And that started a dialogue with Jesus, and he was so impressed with her faith that he sat down the place where they met and said, told her to get your sister to, to evaluate how much she'd learned from this lesson of this great loss they've been. And she came on the scene only Accusing him or saying the same thing. You should have been here. My brother wouldn't have died. But left no space for a miracle. So Jesus then... He responded completely differently to Mary than he ever did to Martha. The Bible says he was deeply troubled in his spirit. Deeply troubled because it seemed like Mary who was in church every single Sunday and had tithed and done everything right, they had not gained anything. Martha who was up and down with all the struggles, had learned so much. And it seems to me that you can be in church all your life and not really progress much, not make much of a difference. I want to be someone that makes a difference. I'd rather sink a little but have walked in the water than stayed in the boat safe never sunk at all. That's how I am. I don't mind making a few mistakes. Go ahead and accuse me. Throw stones at me. I don't care, but I'm going to try. I'm going to do something. I'm not going to sit there and whine. And so I've learned now, the older i become, and maybe because I'm from a Jewish family, I wasn't raised in sweet Lord Jesus stories. I always examine the Word and read and read and read and read and read. And it's very clear that God responds. He's excited by faith. Abraham was counted righteous because he believed what God Said Not what God did, what God said was enough for him if God would just say it. And it seems to me Peter got a hold of that thing. With all Peter's human failings and struggles he had, he had this one attribute that if Jesus said it, he was fully persuaded. That's why when he was in that boat, he said to Peter, to Jesus, if that's you, just tell me, Lord, if that's you, then all I want is a word. I have this in me that I can do it because last night we fed the 5,000 at your word. You said, go and give them as much as they want. You said it and it happened. So just say it and I'll, I'll walk on, I'll defy everything my mind tells me. All I need is a word. Now, it says in the verse 18 of the book of Romans chapter 4, against all hope in hope believed, in Abraham hope believed. Hope is a positive expectancy. When people are newly married, uh, they have lots of hopes for their married life, their family, and they have all these dreams and hopes. And uh, whenever my wife got pregnant and we did the test, we always were hoping for that color to change. Now, at our age, when we take that little tester out, we, please God, no, please God, no. We are so afraid it might change that we don't have a hope that it would change. What are you laughing at? You're 50. Ancient of days. <laughs> so what I, I'm using the illustration to try and make you understand how that there's reasonable hope in certain times. When I hear people talk and they're up to a certain age, or ladies, they're hoping for children all the time. They're trying to have children. They're hoping. When they reach a certain age, they start losing hope. When their natural cycle starts passing, they start losing hope because there's a reasonable place where you can hope for anything there you can see it but Abraham had passed all that it wasn't reasonable anymore to hope it was unreasonable in the natural but against all hope Abraham hope believed now a lot of my brethren and family of God often tell me they're believing God when most of the time I noticed they're not really believing God they're actually hoping Nothing wrong with hoping because God is a God you can hope in. He is faithful and his word is true, but you only have hope until you receive a word. You have to hear a word for it to be real faith. And this is what I'm trying to impart to you, that in your own real practical life, when you're facing anything you need a miracle for, you can trust in His Word and in His promises, and you can confess all you want, but until He speaks to you, until His Word either becomes a rhema revelation to you or God has given you a Word, somehow you've heard a Word that becomes more than a dead letter. Somehow it's more than just hope. When you get a Word, now your faith has now Set in, and there must be motion. You can't faith that works is dead. You have to do something. There has to be a, a, a motion in your life. The woman that whose child was sick, she knew that Jesus. She heard about the son, son of David. She kept calling him. Did miracles, so she made an effort. Left the child behind. She made an effort to get his attention, and he's okay. It's the same with the centurion. He said, "Sent word to Jesus. Just say the word." All he needed to set his faith in motion was a contact. The woman who touched the hem of his garment, all she needed was to touch his garment. She put her faith in motion. There had to be an action that connected her faith. Somehow, they broke a roof open to lower down him, the lame man to get him physically close. There had to be some sort of action. There had to be a movement. You can say you believe in God, but if you're not doing anything, then there's something wrong. Faith has to have some sort of motion somewhere. There has to be a faith in motion when you start expecting those supernatural. When you ask God or believe God for a miracle, there has to be an expectancy in you. I'm always alarmed when Christians are praying for something and they're so overwhelmingly shocked because it happened. I'm always saying, didn't you ask for it? You don't order something over the phone and when it gets delivered, you're shocked. Oh, how'd that get here? You know it's coming because you ordered it. So when you ask God something, why would you be surprised when He answers your prayer? Weren't you expecting it? I've yet to see a woman get pregnant when she gives birth. Go, oh, where'd that come from? She knows what she's going to have a baby. She looks the same. She does look because she gets pregnant. Did you look at her? She looks the same. But she's starting to get that baby room ready. She's buying baby clothes. She's getting everything ready, organized, and lined up for those babies to come. She's expecting. When you pray and talk to God and you put your faith in motion, you've heard a word, you start expecting and you start preparing, putting, making, doing things as if you're getting ready for that supernatural to happen. Are you hearing me? The prophetic was always a challenge for me. I was a pastor for some time, and when God called me to the prophetic, I tried to explain to God he had the wrong person. For me, a prophet was a very serious person that wore camel skin clothes and ate locusts and wild honey. And I wasn't such a person. I had a terrible sense of humor, I always joked, I, I have to fight making jokes all the time. And I had people pray for me to deliver me from a spirit of frivolousness in a in a conference right here at Kiara Women's Conference, some of the most spiritual people there were praying for me to get, to get delivered of the spirit of frivolousness, and I coughed and they were satisfied and they left me. But, <laughs> but when they left me, it came back seven times stronger. <laughs> So now I don't want to let him cast it out again. It might be seven times seven. I I couldn't bear that. But I have a a human. I could not see myself in the prophetic ministry. I couldn't see a person prophesying and making jokes. And I try to explain to God he had the wrong person. But God would have nothing. He chooses who he chooses. I would never have chosen me. And he called me. And I've done it for 35 years, every day of my life, prophesying to people, ministering the word of the Lord. And it's the most amazing thing now that I've gotten older. And I hear constantly hundreds and hundreds of reports from all over the world of people whose lives have been change and what the word has meant to them especially when I hear the whole cry I'm only a delivery boy I deliver the message and 10 minutes later not even 10 I've forgotten what I said because I'm only a delivery person I'm not I am not God's special agent I'm only good looking I'm not anything special about me at all what what did I say So, I understand that, and it's amazing to me when they tell me the whole story how that word and the timeliness of the word and what it did for them, how that word just changed everything. Then it just gives me so much excitement. And so, faith will come when God speaks a word to you, it will change your life. Samuel met Saul and told him, Your donkeys have been found, now I want you to go and meet this procession of prophets. And this is in 1 Samuel 10. And when you do, you will start, you'll, you will be changed, they'll prophesy of you, you'll be changed into a different man, and you'll be begin to prophesy. And that's what happens. And every time he got around the prophets, he began to prophesy. Something about prophecy is so am- amazing to me, the prophetic word. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 14, we're told to covet spiritual gifts to desire them, but especially of the nine gifts to desire prophecy. Prophecy. All the gifts have a, have a have a time lapse. If you get physically healed when your body dies, there goes the healing. Thank God for the healing, but you enjoyed it, now it's gone. But the one gift that goes from here to eternity is the prophetic gift. It's the only gift. Because here's word never passes away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand forever. God's word is true and eternal. And the devil hates it. They slapped Jesus and said, prophesy. Who slapped you? They Always they jeered and hate the prophetic. Today is still the most dis- disliked ministry of all the ministry. In fact, it's, we, re- we read, and we're not to despise prophesying. Why would not despise healings or other gifts? Why is it only prophesying? Because it's the word of the Lord. When a word comes, it stirs up your faith. It gives you so hope. It gives you a so vision to do something in your life. And prophetic words will change you inside. And we ought to be vessels. We're not led by prophecy. We have a relationship with the Lord and we are based, the word of God's already been established for us but prophecy is so strengthening and so encouraging we need those words of life in us and we ought to be vessels of those words of life for other people too can you say amen to that amen. all right now against all hope Abraham in hope believed Romans tells us and then it says this as he had been said to him so shall your offspring be." he heard the word and verse 19 says without weakening in his faith without weakening in his faith he faced the fact I like facing facts that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old. He was 99 when the last prophecy came, and then Sarah's womb was also dead. He faced the fact. Facts are, nobody can walk in water. Truth is, Peter did. Facts are, you have symptoms of sickness. Truth is, you're really healed. Facts are, you've unsaved loved ones. Truth is, if any man be saved, his whole household will be saved. Facts are you have financial difficulty and challenges. Truth is that he will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. And so if we live by the truth and not by the facts, we will have a whole different lifestyle. When we pray, we're often reciting our facts like God didn't know them when we should be actually trying to get the truth from Him. When you need to put your faith in motion, you pray until you get the Word so you know what to pray and begin what to confess. You can confess all you want, but if it's not the direct Word that God's got for you, there isn't a whole lot of power in it. You've got to know exactly what God's saying in your situation, what that, what that promise really is. And so he didn't waver. He was able to believe God through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but strengthen his faith and gave glory to God. Interesting that we have to give glory to God, always giving God glory. We can sometimes forget to give Him glory. He deserves glory. If we don't give Him glory and praise, the stones will crowd His praise. We are His vessels of praise and glory. Can you say amen to that? This is why... It was credited to him as righteousness. The words it was credited to him was written not for him alone, but also for all those at CFC to whom God will credit righteousness who, be, who believe in him who raised Jesus Christ, the Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. So you are included in that. You will be justified by faith, by faith, by faith. And I don't want you to stop a wave of faith because a few circumstances. The devil is so sneaky. He knows how to create the mirror image of faith, which is fear. Don't tell me that the devil's stronger than Jesus. Yet he could do nothing, our Lord could do nothing in Nazareth because of their unbelief. So, how can the devil attack me unless I'm believing for it? So, he has to generate a certain amount of negative faith called fear, whether it's from television, negative reports, people always creating fear, all the negative testimonies constantly what happens to people we actually groom our children with fear from a young age you mustn't climb that tree you'll fall out and break your arm i told you don't do that you'll get hurt don't go walking alone in the street you'll be attacked or you'll be abducted they you say things all the time that are careless and you actually creating fear in our children people around us I, I tell you the truth and i've said it just recently i don't know where i said it was i lived in Pretoria for many years and i'm the only house in my street that had no burglar bars I wasn't expecting someone to attack me and they never did. They broke into the house next door to me twice while the people were in the house. They shot the man across the road, they went up up the street and just took all the furniture they had, they didn't touch me because I, had, I wasn't expecting anybody to touch me. I drove a Volkswagen microbus, bus, whatever you call those, those minivans, and they said, boy, that's a sure target, they're gonna hijack you. I said, I'm not expecting it, I don't expect it to happen. When I left and moved to America 20 years ago, I sold it to one of my team members, two weeks later it was hijacked. All the years I drove it was fine. I wasn't expecting anything to happen to it. I don't have expectancy. I have expectancy that the Lord watches over me. The angels encamp about me because I fear the Lord. They encamp about me in my household. Do you understand? Yeah. The Lord has an amazing future for this nation. I don't care what some rundown idiot, prophetic person is trying to tell you negative and prophesy fear inside of you. I'm telling you, God has great plans for this nation. Wonderful wonderful things. It's only just now unfolding. You're going to see great things. He, he who has done, done a good work will complete it in this nation. That's for sure. He didn't send us here for nothing. Are you hearing me? Yeah, I'll tell you the truth. Don't get too excited, please. All right. I really want you to... To graduate your hope into a place of faith by praying until God releases something in your heart, either by revelation or He speaks to you. that You know that God has spoken to you. And now you've got the Word. Now you must put it in motion. You must do something about it. Whether it's whether if you've got a promise about a car, clean out your garage. Buy a car, keyring, key ring. Do something. But don't just do nothing. Act this and start moving as if you're actually expecting it, As if you're pregnant and that baby's coming in a certain time. And you start getting ready for that baby. So when the baby comes, you've got it all covered. Do you understand? I want you to start becoming people that are expecting that God does and wants to answer prayer. When you call, He answers you. Put your faith in motion, and God will do it for you. Can you say amen? Amen. All right. Yes, you can, and I'm glad you do. And I intend to prophesy a whole lot. lot. You can lock those doors, and you can start your repentance now. (laughs) Those that laugh the loudest have the most to repent of. All right. Prophecy is to encourage and strengthen you. That's the main purpose. We find in the book of Acts, chapter 15, verse 32, Silas, who was the companion or traveling ministry with Paul after Barnabas. He said the Bible says that that Silas and Judas themselves were prophets and were able to encourage the brethren in many words, so they were very exhortive and encouraging. Prophecy should be an exhortive and life giving source to you at all times. Uh, Prophecy should not be too directive or corrective, it's not that job of the prophetic to do that. The Holy Ghost is quite capable of taking care of that. Do you understand? God's healthy Christian should be participating in a local church. I cannot tell you enough. The older I become, the more absolutely convinced I am you'll never be a healthy Christian if you don't attend and be part of a spiritual family somewhere. If you only come to church once a month, you will be anemic and sick, and you'll miss out on all the purposes and plans of God. So I'm asking you, be committed to your local church. If you're looking for a perfect church while you're here, it's not perfect. Until you leave, it gets a little more perfect. So that's because God uses imperfect people. So when God brings you into the church, Please, you can criticize all you want. I'm telling you, there's always some church, there's always something that you don't like. And God's working in you, in me, to change. That's how we go about growing. Iron sharpens iron. And we are growing in the church. It's a wonderful family. You need to be committed to a local church, not only with your finances. You know, money, God doesn't need our money. It's we that need to give. And once you've been committed to a local church, then you are involved somehow. You can't just come and be a spectator. There's a role you have to play in that church. And once you start that church life, you have to live your life based off the Word. You can never study or read the Bible too much. It's already been proven over and over thousands of years. They've tried to disprove the Bible only to find out there's no way of disproving. It's all completely correct and God's Word. People dislike the Bible and they criticize it all the time. You don't even criticize the Quran. You dare not, you'll be dead tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, strange how that is. And they only started their Bible 600 years after Jesus. One man, one single author. We have many authors inspired by the Holy Ghost and all collaborate and all harmonize perfectly in every way. All right, so prophetic word. If you get a word, make sure you get it correct. Make sure you get the recording. After the meeting, they, you can somehow get it somewhere here. You can get the recording. and. Uh, Make sure you know what was said because I promise you only heard half of it. And so, what you did here, you might even heard incorrectly. Get it correct and make sure you heard it. the disciples heard incorrectly. Peter got a word. Just imagine that. Jesus is about to leave the earth. What would you think he would prophesy over one of his star prophets, star, star disciples and apostles, Peter? He says to him, Peter, you were young, and you dress yourself and you go where you want. When you're old, someone else will lead you where you don't want to go. This is his prophecy. He's so dissatisfied. It wasn't the prophecy he was looking for that he said, what about, what about John? He didn't like his prophecy. And Jesus said, what's to you? If I keep John, till I come. And they misunderstood what he prophesied. He didn't say John's not going to die. He said, what's it to you? If I keep John, till I come. So make sure you hear the prophecy correctly. Write it down and make sure you understand and apply it correctly to your life. It can be a real life life source to you. Amen. Also, I do this for now for 35 years. I train people in the prophetic. If you put up that brochure or that thing, I'd be great grateful. We have a webinar you can sign up for, and we will actually train you in the prophetic live, live, from your bedroom in your pajamas. You don't have to leave your house even. It's totally wonderful. You can sit there and sip coffee and be part of the prophetic. And It's not just someone teaching. We interact. It is really quite exciting. And I personally, each one, I help evaluate where they are prophetically and grow them in the gifting and ministry. All right, there it is. You can see it. See, check us online, propheticlife.com. I've got a brand new book out more than just a week or two now on dreams. You can also get a, go on our website and get that too, propheticlife.com. A lot of books and a lot of CDs. All right, let the games begin. This is an exciting bunch. There are four revelation gifts, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, descending of spirits, and prophecy. Prophecy is, to, to, is the babbling forth or encouraging, strengthening. Word of knowledge is some information about something that will either need to be healed or a word of wisdom or encouraged somehow. It never stands by itself. It's usually there to evoke, promote faith. Uh, what's word of knowledge does. If I tell you a name, you know your name, but if I didn't know your name, it will stir faith up in your life. That's what word of knowledge does. Word of wisdom is that revelation of God that brings that counsel, that wisdom on how to apply things in your life to go that further. It's revelation. Then you have discerning of spirits, which helps to identify without any evidence what spirit is functioning that should not be or should be functioning. For example, when the woman, people behind, woman behind the disciples said, here this great men of God, she was telling the truth. They were great men of God, but not by the spirit of God, and they cast that demon out, and there went the fortune psychic telling spirit, gone. And so that's just how discerning our spirits works. Are you excited? In this house, in this church, I expect to have many people that are prophetic and gifted. Certainly, there's a lot of Holy Ghost in this house. You have certainly got, our pastor is certainly a Holy Ghost man. That man can talk about the weather and the Holy Ghost is there. (laughs) Very powerful anointing. That's what happens. You pray three hours every day for years and years. It it will definitely transform your life. So, be encouraged to pray. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Can I go ahead and prophesy? Are you ready? Amen. Thank you. Uh, this man with a green checkered shirt, please, I'd like you to stand. And that whole row, please, stand quickly all to the end, that row to the end with a man with other stripy shirt. The whole row, stand quickly, please. And tell me your name. Your bank My account, name is Bert. And your bank account and your blood type. <laughs> all the above. Okay. What's your name, you say? Bert. Bert. Yeah. And this is your? It's a friend of mine. A friend of yours. My Are wife you? is in the baby room. You married a baby? I did. <laughs> oh. Okay. So what do you do for a living? I'm in the construction industry. You're in the construction? What I really like about your spirit is you're such an open, kind, unselfish man. You're very generous of nature. You're not like a lot of people you work with that are harsh and mean and coarse, you've always been more refined and a little bit more. In fact, you have, someone prayed for you a lot growing up, and that covered you all these years, and that's why you are who you are. You have a very much refined business that God is refining more, not the general construction. You're not like the other guys. It's hard for you to be in that crowd of construction workers because God's got you more refined and more detailed. You're going to do much more fine-tuned things and fine offices and, and uh, do st- different designs and different construction there where, where the fine detail is necessary. And that's what God's opening up doors for you because you're a man of your word. You're a little bit slower, but you, when you finish, you don't have to redo anything. It's all done right. How many children do you have now? Three. Three of them. Three. Three daughters. Three girls. All right. Now I have three girls too. All great men of God i have got three girls like you and me. Amen. Right? I've got nine grandkids. How many grandkids have you got? None yet. Yeah, we think so. Yeah, they're great fun. Wait till they come. You've heard of El Shaddai? I'm El grandpa. <laughs> I think Grandpa's got it all. I'm doing something wrong here. Okay, so you can take your seat. Thank you. Are you in this church, sir? Yes, I am. Thank you for being here. What's your wife's name? It's Lizelle. Lizelle. Lizelle has got a physical thing that God's healing in her body. It's not a big issue. And there's someone she's praying for in her family. I see that she's been petitioning the Lord about someone in the family. And God has heard her prayer. Are you the friend? Yes, I am. What's your name? Amanda. Amanda. Are you married, Miss Amanda? Yes, I am. Where, where is he? No, he's not your... here. Uh, well, uh, why? Gott giving that matter to God. Tell him I was looking for him, please. I, will I was really looking for him. I wanted him to be here. Right. Uh, you're a very strong, forceful little lady. And um, <laughs> you, you don't have to wait for things to happen. You'll push it and make it to happen. It's who you are by nature. You're not a giver-upper. You've always been an overcomer. And he actually likes that. He's dependent upon your overcoming. In fact, the Bible says a righteous woman covers an unrighteous man. And you've helped him an enormous amount. But God's asking you to be more gracious because he wants you to see through his eyes because you're seeing through maybe religious, spiritual eyes, but you see through God's eyes, because God sees everyone differently, and if you you open up the heart's key with the right words, you'll see how God will unlock those things, but you didn't make a mistake, you made the right man, it's all, you're on target, it's all part of all part the plan God foreknew exactly where you are, it will not stay this way in your life, you have a different, a lot of changes going in work, you've always made, made enough to survive, but God's got bigger plans you've got a, th- a drive in you to do more than, you know you can do your own thing, you can make from nothing, make something, there Always tell you you can do it and you get up and you keep trying so your own little business will come i see delivery kind of a delivery service thing that you'll be involved in and god's got it all planned for you and you help people and and i uh, just can't please them all but you please the right ones that's all that matters god bless you what's your name next to her next to her brendan brendan who cut your hair <laughs> a barber you paid for it no my dad <laughs> Okay, how old are you? I'm turning 16 in July. How many old? 16. 16s? You're not 16 yet? No. It's amazing when you're young, you're always going to be something. <laughs> when you're our age, you, you're not sure what you were last. <laughs> it gets too many to count, I suppose. So what are you going your do? I want to be a draftsman. You want to be a draftsman? Okay. You're a good guy. You're not the most academic by man standards, but you are a guy that finishes what you start. That's what makes you the success. You're a finisher. You keep going. I said, And that's what's gonna be your strength. Uh, sometimes you don't always get, especially mathematics, you don't always get the stuff. You'd like drafts, but you don't always get the stuff and you don't always do the homework. I don't know why you don't do what you're supposed to do homework wise. I see your projects are late. your yeah. Lerchini. <laughs> Okay, so you must study hard because you, you have, only from hard work will you succeed in that. And uh, you have to keep going. You, you are not a multitask. You must stay with one thing at a time. You don't try and do two things at the same time. It makes you very confused. One thing at a time, okay? Good. What's, who's next to you? Sister, friend, what? Sister. Are you the sister? Are you yeah. older younger? I'm with twins. You're twins? Yeah. You're a lekinamakara. No, <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. So you're the same age, obviously same birthday. And then, um, uh, what do you what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know yet. <laughs> You're a strong leader. I don't know if you know you were given God gave you a gift of leadership. You don't have to apologize for it. Don't think because you're a woman, you're not supposed to lead. God chooses who he chooses and you will lead and do great things. There's a medical industry that God's waiting for you to be in, to, to be a leader in, not just to be a nurse or you're gonna be a leader. You're gonna lead other people because you want things right. You have a sense of order. And sometimes he forgets stuff. He's got this book and that thing there, but you very your natural nature very ordered and, and that's who you are you're very lonely yes by in some because you don't want to compromise with friends and do things that are wrong and you lost friends along the way but you will have many in years to come many many you will not lose God will make it up to you what's your name please Simone Simone are you family friends what sister you're a sister younger 20 20 years old you 20 are you sure <laughs> what do you do right now what mark keep you on look? I want to become a kinderkineticist. kineticist. Yeah. What is that? It sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> a kinderkineticist. What is that? A kinderkineticist. kineticist. What is it? Verstep, dadelijk. I want to help the kinder to help them to improve and to Okay. You have I think beauty queen. You have very But um, like an expensive taste. Are you dating anybody right now? No. Because God has handpicked a husband for you, and he has a major career that you need to help him with, because you can do everything. You can help kids, and you will help children, but you'll do other things too, because you can, on every level, you can communicate and do everything so well. You're very beautiful, and God's keeping you for the right man. His name is... Um, <laughs> I would charge more for that one. <laughs> What's your name? Um, I'm Carmen. 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 Are you, how old are you, Carmen? I'm 18. 18. And who do you belong to? This is my sister, and that's my dad. Your dad, okay. And what do you want to do with your life? I'm not sure yet. You are so beautiful. You have such a low self-esteem, but you are such a remarkable lady. So kind and so generous. got so much to give. You're a gift. When you were born, it was a happy day in heaven you're remarkable. A man can yourself not meet under your noosele friends. They're from the school. They're all in the school as they're at school. work with a whole brain up school. They're going to grow up. You, you can yourself not meet them. They don't know what's nice and what's slim. They don't know anything. A lot of those big people that are so cool at school work end up working for you. But you, eight an Allah You are born to be great. Do you understand that? Your heart is for the Lord. You love God. You're serious about the Lord, and you're going to be God's champion on every level. Yes, great success. Go ahead. What's your name? My name is Monique. Monique, and how old are you, Monique? I'm 19. 19. And what do you want to do with your life? I don't know. You don't. You don't know. Uh, you have a, a lot of skill with um, journalism or writing or putting, putting things together. It's very natural for you to keep thoughts together. You like to argue about things <laughs> because you know what's, how things should be real right. You know, you have this debating thing inside of you. And that's where you're going to start doing some of the, some of the journal things. You, the Lord's healing some things in your family. He's you heard the cries of your heart. Okay, move the microphone, please. What's your name? Danika. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's a name? <laughs> The Nika. How old are you, the Nika? Nineteen. Nineteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what do you want to do with your life? Um, I'm training to be a flight attendant. A flight attendant. Mm-hmm. You have a great skill in sport. I don't even know if you know that. You've always had a agility, and you somehow put that aside. But God wants to awaken that in your life again uh, somehow because you have a you have a competitive uh, calling in your life to do, to compete on a high scale with uh, some sort of sport. I don't know what it is. And God wants to open that door for you, and uh, you will succeed in everything you do because you, you're very smart, and you go get him, girl. And you've got a sweetheart, and you've got someone praying for you all the time too. Someone's covering you in prayer all the time. You're very loved. Thank you. Thank you. Next, please. Okay. My name is Hester. Esther. Yes. You let me. I zet ik. Je hebt morden gezien. Ja. En dit is jouw pa? My man. Oh, your man. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's okay. What's your name, sir? Pieter. Pieter. You <laughs> know, i make grap, a joke. No. That's echt ja. Hoe lang is jullie getroud? 20, 20 years. <laughs> 20, 22 years. That's, that's funny to laugh. Twenty-two years you're married. <laughs> so how many children do you have? Two. Did you know that, sir? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Okay, good. To, uh, where are the children? My daughter. <laughs> Our daughter is in the children's ministry and okay. my son is around. At home. Yeah. Now, and you guys are part of this church. Yes. You know, God really grafted you in this family. You're going to be here a long time. Your job is to touch a certain culture and community in the house, for the house, for this home, to help people feel safe. They say this. They, when we become, when we get born again, we're not black, white, Zulu, Gaza. we're not Afrikaners, we're we are Christians, and that's what you have a wonderful gift to, to bridge that, and God has given you anointing to help people bridge from their, what's stuck in their old ways, to get to take the full Christian culture on and to help love all their family God, it's a gift that you have, you have a wonderful heart, you're a real mother's heart, and very discerning, you have a prophetic anointing, you dream a lot, and you have lots of prophetic stuff happening all the time, people think you're a little crazy, because you're so prophetic, you don't know how to function in your gift, Peter, you're also very most unusual. Uh, The Lord had to rescue you one time from almost being killed. You've had so many strange experiences in your life. God's watched over you. There's a financial restoration or resurrection almost, I want to call it, this year that God is bringing back to you in the most surprising way. Money that was taken from you that God's bringing back to you because He's able. He's able. Thank you. Thank you. Woo-hoo. I have a lot of time to prophesy, so you mustn't be in a hurry, please. People come really for words, for encouragement. I can prophesy to the community and to the whole church, too, but the individuals are really hungry for words. Am I right or not? All right, so I have a young guy who has shorts on with glasses and a face. What is your, would you stand, please, quickly? What is your name, sir? What is your name? Uh, it's Jared. Jared. <laughs> Gerald, I don't know. They call me Gerald sometimes. Okay, you're not sure what your name really is. I'm happy to hear that. So whatever your name is, how old are you? I am now 21, 22 in June. (laughs) I love how specific you are about your name and your age. It's so wonderful. So what do you do for a living? Is that also going to be colored in? Um, I work with brokers. I'm a broker consultant. I'm getting my okay. licensing. Okay, but you're not finished studying yet. You actually, what you've never known about yourself is you actually, you've never believed it. You're actually on the board of being genius. We just don't know that. You're really unusual. You do strange things, you have no fear, you do unusual, you make your angel work, work. (laughs) When you drive, it is, the angel's going, no, no. Because you're all over the place in your mind. Your mind's always moving 100 miles an hour. But you're brilliant. You have such revolutionary ideas. And God just wants to grow you to the right age to use the ideas correctly. You're where God wants you to be. You've got to fill yourself with the word more and more. It's important. Pick your friends carefully. Bad company corrupts a good character. You've got some... So you've got some people that shouldn't be around you. They're wasting your time. They are draining your spirit. Don't waste your time with them. Get, get around people that are full of God and generate life for your spirit. Do you understand? Yes. Okay. And God's going to teach you how to manage your finances because you and money have separated quickly. You don't stay together very long. And God wants to give you wisdom. Wisdom. Yes. Yeah. You are not to buy everything your eye sees. So please. <laughs> Thank you. It's enough for you to chew on for a day or two. Thank you. What's dude. your name with the blue shirt right here in front of me? The man with the jeans and blue shirt right here. What's your name, sir? I'm Robert. Hi, Robert. And what do you do, Robert? Uh, un- unemployed. You're unemployed? You're a pastor? <laughs> oh, did I, say, did I say that loud? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I did my first year. Of Bible College last year. I was just joking, It's okay, sorry. <laughs> You're actually brilliant. You're a wonderful man, and God wants to give you success. You hear today because you must hear the word that God's changing your mind the way you see yourself. You've begun to believe and, and start accepting negative things, and you don't even want to try anymore because you've had so many doors closed. And God says, Don't give up that quickly. You've got to bang those doors down. You've got to get a little bit of violent in you. You've got to violent take the kingdom by force. You've got to get a little force in you. And that's what God wants to get He wants to raise up that spirit of de- not desperation, but determination to see what God can do for you. Do you understand? Yes. You've got people in your family that talk very negative to you they're always, ma- it's hard for you and it's draining your spirit, you've got to fill your life with the positive word of God because that, that will drain you, those those negative those bad reports will begin to drain your spirit and that's what you're missing but you've got a good heart, you're on the right road, God wants to help you, I see you're going to run a little business, I don't know whether it's taxis but there's a ve- lot of vehicles involved in it and oh no, it's a it's a service, it's a, I don't know if it's a driving service or whether it's a some sort of, where you pick people up, take things that, you transport things very carefully, very reliable that's what you're going to be involved in because you're a very careful man and your word is true and you you know you're not, you're, not, you're very careful you're very dependable so shake off all the people's talking negative especially one in your house you have one that's been talking negative so badly and so long shake it off it's it's held you back right thank you robert god bless you thank you jesus are you guys bored yet not yet what's your name with the purple holding the microphone what is your name chris all right chris all right tall and dark and well two out of three is good. says <laughs> your wife Was your wife in front of yes. she says no 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 <laughs> what's your, what's your name hi ashley you like him <laughs> very much how long have you been knowing him uh, don't ask him uh, we know each other but we married for 23 years and we know each other about 28 years oh, wow so you still like him after all these years yes. how many children do you like have? Uh, uh, three three so you like him a lot okay so <laughs> how uh, well, well, are you a pastor? what do you do here yeah. We are full-time staff, we are pastoral coordinators. Yeah. Okay, you've got a very clean spirit. I noticed that earlier today when you were here. Your heart's very clean, very pure. Jesus said, the pure in heart shall see God. And to, you know, when, when you are pure, you don't see evil. It's very hard for you to discern things because you do not like that. You don't, you don't expect people to lie or cheat because you don't. You don't know how to do it. It's most unusual for you when you get to surround up people that are deceitful. It's very difficult. Now, your wife discerns. She can smell a rat from a distance. She has a built-in lie detector. <laughs> not you. You don't even believe her when she tells you that guy's lying because you just, you just, it's not your framework of reference. But you have a shepherd's heart. You have a way of nurturing people and you really have, you always have hope and vision for the one that nobody else can see could ever come through. And God, God honors you for having that heart to help rescue people. As for you, my sister, you're able to take the ax to the root and separate the bone from the marrow and get to the truth. You love truth. You cannot stand deceitfulness. You don't mind if a person's weak but they must tell it like it is. You just don't like deceitfulness. He's whispering in my ear to affirm to you, this is where God wants you. You mustn't look over the hill somewhere else. This is where God wants you. He wants you here. This is there's a lot of exciting things begin to unfold in this house in this church, and He wants you part of this next new wave that God has for you in this house. You're very much a vital link in that part. You're a good team together. You form a very good unit. What He hasn't got, you've got. What you and, and vice versa, you you form a very good unit to bring about the purpose of God. One of your children's going to do really well. I see them studying and and really uh, doing much where well, they struggled, but they're going to escalate now and they'll have great success. They don't need your help. They just need to, a little bit of just leave them alone. Let them Struggle that's the only way they're gonna become strong. You know, you keep helping too much. It's that simple. You're way too motherly. Back off. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) What's your name with the black shirt in front here? France. And this lady next to you know her? Yes. She is your she's my wife. Hello, my wife. Stand up. (laughs) Did you know that, ma'am? What's your name? Gloria. Gloria? Yes. And uh, you are standing, okay? <laughs> and and so how many children do you have? Three. Three. three kids. Yeah. What do you do, sir? We got a practice accounting tax. Accounting. We were doing that, yes. You were you were doing that. <laughs> yes. But yes. you were practicing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, are you in this church? Yes. The devil didn't want you to come here. Yes. He's done everything he can to stop you coming here because your destiny is here. Yes. yes. You are the most unlikely man. When you were growing up, nobody saw great success in you. But God did. God picked the very cornerstone that, that was rejected, became the most important stone. God picked you when nobody else saw it. And you are going to employ many, many people. That's your destiny. Do you understand? You're a man of God and you're going to succeed. God's going to, God has to dry up one brook to force you to the other. He's closing one door at the moment to push you where he wants you to go to. He's, that's what he's doing. And because of that, you're going to absolutely do extremely well. You are so clear in what you do. You're slower, but you're very concise, on the point. And God's going to give you such favor in the in. Government, high government people will come to you for help and insight because you're very good at what you do. You don't have to do a thing twice. You do it right the first time. Very good at that. As for you, my sister, you're more excitable than him. He's a bit slower than you. (laughs) He eats the same food. He's always predictable. You know what he's gonna do, not you. You get bored way too quickly, and you resist, you resist, but you feel safe because you, you are so tender and so sensitive. God knew you needed an anchor. You needed someone you could rely on because he's always the same. You don't even have to know what clothes to buy. with you. It's always the same thing. He doesn't wear the new. He doesn't try new. And so you're safe with him because he'll always protect you. He'll never lie to you. He'll never cheat. He's always going to watch out for you. But you bring the spice in his life. He doesn't show his reaction. You know, when he looks excited, he takes about a half an hour to show it. <laughs> But he loves it. He loves the new, new things and all the excitement you bring. You are always going to fill your house with people. It's who you are. People are attracted to you. You have a wonderful gift of exhorting, encouraging. Nobody can stay down around you. There's always one person that wants to put bad mouth you amongst the 20 people that love you. Do not pay attention to the, ba- to the bad speed, the bad talker. Don't pay attention because you are very, very loved. The whole neighborhood loves you. Do you understand? Okay, your kids are great. One of your children's always in trouble, always doing something they should. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you about that kid. It keeps life exciting is all I can say. I don't know what else to tell you. There's always something going on in the neighborhood. that kid. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you, Jesus. I see a gentleman with a black shirt on too, uh, yeah, on the aisle. What's your name, sir? My name is William. Hi, William. And next to you is a young lady, and she is yours? Yes. A uh, friend. Friend. Yes. Are you married? No, uh, single. Are you single? Is she single too? I think so, yes. And she's your friend? <laughs> yes. <laughs> friend, would you stand up, friend? She's a girl friend hello friend who's a girl are you dating him no you're just a friend that's a girl yes Uh, okay what do you what do you what's your name yes ma'am stephanie stephanie Stephanie. how old are you stephanie 24 24 what do you do i'm a behavioral therapist for autistic children Okay, and a good one you are. You're a go get him, girl. Since you were a young girl, you always were a fighter. You didn't—you always picked up the one that nobody wanted, the dog that was dying. You'd make sure the dog lived and survived. You were always the one that always rescued everything and everybody. You have that anointing on your life, and so will you be spiritually. God's going to lead you into your own ministry where you're going deliver, to bring deliverance and healing to the, those that are bound. Jesus said the Spirit, Lord, is upon me to heal the broken heart and set the captive free and you have set a lot of captives free in your life it's what you're destined to do you're not afraid you are crazy you'll go to places people are afraid to go and your angels work double time because you have work to do you have got tremendous work and you'll have a whole team around you you haven't got time for negative whiny complaining people it's just not who you are you want to get stuff done you're a go get girl and the favor and the hand of god's on you he's going to raise up a whole support system around you to get a, to accomplish the plans of god as for you again sir tell me your name again i'm sorry for the recording My name is William. William, that's right. What do you do, William? Uh, IT support. You support IT. They need support? Yes. (laughs) All right. I'm glad they need support. (laughs) Are you in this church? Uh, Yes, I am. Uh, You know, the first thing you need to hear is that God really does love you. You've gone through so many things in your life, and anyone would wonder why the stuff keeps happening to me and and things like that, but God's always loved you. You've always uh, had such a lot of strange things happen, but you really have favor of God in your life you always come through it you always come through it these years that lay up ahead are new fresh years and God says don't look back you can't measure your future from where you've been and a lot of things are being are are being touched and changed in your family right now God is visiting so many things that have been out of order for a long time and bring new fresh new waves of this Spirit. there's some that have not even here tonight that have gotten lost spiritually that God is bringing back he's doing it by his heart now you have to let go you can be a little cynical sometimes and you've got to let that thing go because that thing that comes out of your mouth gets a little uncomfortable spiritually you need to shake it off you've got to let what your mouth bring forth only life that life you haven't got if you haven't got something good to say life wise don't say it. just be quiet because that sin is comes from a place of a lot of stuff you've been through, and you've had a you, you know, Naturally, you have reason to feel that way, but you have to shake it off because God has got good plans for you. Do you understand? You're going on an international trip a lot sooner than you think. You, you didn't even realize how soon it's coming up and how God's orchestrating the whole thing. He's got a big plan for you in motion. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. I love having all this time. I don't feel pressure. I can prophesy to all the sinners. What's your name, sir, with a white shirt and you're second in the row next to a guy with a beard. You've got a white stripy blue shirt. Yeah. Yeah. What's your name? Nkosana. Was- Nkosana. Corsana. Yes. So, yeah. You're a No, no. Where are you from? I'm from Watville. Where? Watville in Benoni. Watville. That's a place? okay i didn't even know are you married yes i am do you know who to <laughs> yes yeah, she's not here what's her name it's lalani okay will you tell your wife that god has heard her prayer and she's been asking very specific she's a dream has a dream, she has a dream and i see business in her life and i see open doors and wow. she's gonna have her own store god's heard her cry wow god's got it god's got her tell her she's just hasn't had to be tonight. God's heard her. She's done son so much good seed in her life. It's coming back to her. You also a little crazy man that no one takes you seriously, but you are very serious about God, about everything you do, and you get up to all kinds of mischief. You always got a bundle of cash. Well, how's that possible? You are always, always dealing with the cash. So much cash around you. You've got always some deal. Everyone knows you already. And they they they, they people have they make jokes about you, but they know when they need something, where to come to. But you always got you always know the right people in the right places. And God has given you great favor. You've got a good heart, good spirit. You had a praying mother, praying grandmother. Someone prayed a whole lot for you, and you are walking in God's favor. Just keep going. God's blessings upon you. You're gonna tell your wife she's gonna move. You're gonna have a house that God has promised you for years. The right house. It's big, it's got a very big yard, exactly what she asked for. It's on its way. That's what I want to tell you. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Wow. Woohoo! I'm so glad I serve a live Christ, not a dead Muhammad. <laughs> All right, what's your name with the white dress, the lady with the gold thing around her hair there? Yeah, you knew it was gonna to come to you sooner or later. <laughs> is that your husband next yes, to you? Yes. Stand up husband. What's your name, sir? Sam. Sam. I can say Sam, it's easy. And what's your name? My name is Gwen. Gwen, and you're laughing all the time because your name is Gwen. Are you, and you have children? You have children? Yes. We it's have... funny to have children. How many do you have? Yes. How many? Three. Did you did you give him some medication or something? <laughs> do you know what your wife does for a living? May- so tell me what you do for a li- what does she do for a living? Yeah, she's a uh a uh, train control officer. A controller for what? Train Train control she officer. She controls a train? <laughs> yes. Not, I hope she doesn't laugh all the time. It'll be serious. I'll be so nervous. And you guys are in this church? Yes. You are such a blessing. Both. I don't know you, but you're, I just feel from the Lord He's so pleased with you. You're both such a blessing. Amen. <laughs> Has she been drinking something? <laughs> That's just too much cough medicine for you, girl. And you're not even coughing. <laughs> help her, Jesus, help her! <laughs> Evidently he is, He's helping her. Does she always do this, sir? Are you laughing Sometimes. too now? Sometimes. I couldn't see you laughing because you don't no, look too serious. <laughs> Sir, What do you do? I'm a manager at Transnet. You're a manager at Transnet. You don't help the trains in case they get off track. (laughs) Transnet. Okay, manager. So you work together? Yeah, but not at the same place. Okay, that's good because I don't know what would happen then. So how many children do you have? How many children do you have? We have three children. That's wonderful. You both are a wonderful blessing to God's house. You really are committed and dedicated to the Lord. And you're not secret service Christians. You're telling people about God all the time. My sister, you're an absolute shining light. You have such a following of people that listen to you about God. Some even avoid you because you're going to preach at them today and pray for them. And you ask them, how are you doing that? They get nervous of you because you walk with God. The, The demons around you just make or get so nervous when you come to work because you bring God with you You are such an amazing couple spiritually as for you sir I see they want to promote you but there's a qualification you're missing and they're going to send you to some sort of school education to finish it you've you've hit the roof you've hit a ceiling and God says I'm going to fix that but I'm going to educate you so they can't use that an excuse anymore I'm going to open up that door for you because you were getting negative and wanted to get angry you know when you don't feel fairly treated it makes you mad you need to know that God's got your back he turns every in your favor it's under pressure that you walk in faith and God will take care of you you have three kids two are very similar one is completely different you don't know if that child came from the same hospital even they're so different and because they just you have a very different child that child is a call of God and you need to turn them loose for the, for the ministry because God has taken your child and the commitment you've made for the work of the Lord. And so the, this, you, you guys will always be part of this family and always the complexity of this whole movement of this, oh, that's God's plan for the two of you. Do you understand? Now you're going to build a house. You're not going to buy a house. You're going to build a house. You've always spoken about it. And you're, you're, sir, you're a bit of a perfectionist. And you're a little annoying because the thing has to be exactly right. Even in the food you put on the table, it has to be a certain temperature in a certain way in a certain everything. You have certain ways about things and you're not always easy to get along with like that but that's how you're going to build your house perfect exactly the way you say you're going to do it and it's going to be fabulous and you'll have a place in there to have a home group meeting on a regular basis and touch people's lives in the community and that's what god wants you're a good teacher you're a bit too long-winded and too detailed and a little boring but your words are true and clear your wife's the exciting teacher she gets everyone going and flowing and and the two of you make a good team together you're a blessing thank you so much for being here today Hallelujah. Are you bored yet? No. The man with the red shirt here, what is your name sir, by your sitting by your little self here. Yes sir. Red brown shirt. Are you you nervous? Trishen. Trishen, are you nervous? No. You should be. (laughs) So what do you do for a living? Uh, I own a logistics company. A logistic, what do you do? Uh, transport, cross-border. Oh, you're also not finished studying. I see books in front of you, and you're very smart, but you're also very serious, and you're kind of carrying a lot of mm, burdens, negative, I don't know what it is, but you want to shake it off, because God's working for your purpose. You know, you want things a certain way, but God wants you to really yield your life to Him, that He can be in full control. And uh, you, you know, sometimes your disappointments are actually God's appointments to bring about His purpose. We set our minds a certain way, and God's got a different plan. You may be asking for a Volkswagen, and God's lined up a Mercedes-Benz for you. And that's what God wants to change your mind, to let Him be in control. Because you're very smart, and you're very good in what you do. And you're the the leader. In that household, you're the leader. You're chief boss, and you can get pretty upset when things don't go a certain way. So God's teaching you to let Him be in control, because He wants to do a lot more for you than you can do for yourself. Do you understand that? How many children do you have, you say? Sorry? How many kids? Two kids. Are you planning a third one? No. (laughs) I'm only a messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. There's an increase in your household. You the man, is all I can say. You the man, you the man. So there's another child coming, and you've got a football player coming. I just want you to know. Soccer player coming. All right, Thank thank you. Thank you, amen. Amen, thank you. Now he's got a smile on his face. Soccer made him happy. Who knew, who knew? All right, this is where the other sinners are, right back here, hiding. Ooh, they can hide in the corners, then they can get away. You can hide, but I will find you. What's your name with the greeny shirt by yourself, the gentleman right in front of me? With a shiny forehead. The gentleman. The gentleman. Yes, yes. Shiny forehead. Yes, sir. (laughs) Oh, it's our worship leader. Andrew. Uh, Andrew. Andrew. I I don't know. He looks different to me. He's got a beard even. (laughs) And He's aged. It happens to all of us <laughs> so I've been here you for a while y- you, I know for about <laughs> 72 years or something right <laughs> yeah about so uh, you have a wife right yes i do do you know her name it's clara clara yeah. where are you clara she is at home okay how many kids you and clara have um, none yet how many none yet none yet. God has heard the cries of her heart. You must tell Clara that her life has gotten to a place where she's not complaining, but she's, there's something she's longing for more in life itself, generally, and God has, God has heard the cries of her heart. Nothing's too hard for the Lord, and He's got you covered. You've been faithful all these years. You guys have gone through some unusual things the last uh, year to year and a half. It's been unusual stuff up and down. It, life has not been... There was a lot of excitement one stage and so much vision, so many things happening. It's all got taken so much different uh, turn, and God is slowing everything down, you're going into this quiet period and then he's birthing all new things that God has planned. And there's always been the gift of music inside of you, always the songwriter, the, the, the studio, all those things have always been there, but you've never come to the fullness. You've done the albums, you've done things, but the great things you were really destined to be the, that is are still coming. There are songs in your, some of your most original songs you haven't even used yet, I just never got off the table, are laying there. And you found some the other day and you're going to pull them out again and you're going to update them and some of those original songs that you got in the most amazing holy ghost times are going to be world widely sung wow. you are a good musician and a good singer, but your real talent is getting from heaven and putting it in music it 's who you are that 's who you really are and you can tell clara god 's not forgotten about her he wants to give her a brand new touch of joy and happiness and do he bring blessing upon her life. He's going to take care of it. He's going to do something really good for her. Do you understand? Thank you. All right. Thank you, dude. Thank you so Love much. the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> shiny. It's shiny. It's, it's <laughs> Some heads God made perfect. Others He put hair on. That's the way it is. The gentleman with the blue shirt, to the arm stretched out over the. Yeah. Is that your wife next to you, the blonde lady? Would you would you mind standing, sir? What's your What is your name, sir? Gert. Gert. And this is your lovely wife? Michelle. Michelle. Hi, Michelle. And you, how long got you guys married for? Five. five years. Five wonderful children? One. Only one in five years? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you do, what, what do you do? Um, I'm a business development manager. You're know a what? Business development manager at Constantia. A business development manager for? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> That's what my wife does when I drive. She's always <laughs> teaching me. She's at all the car wrecks, but she's teaching me to drive. It's, it's just, I just don't understand it. Anyway, <laughs> you can't live with them, and you can't live without them. It's just the way it is. <laughs> so um, what do you do, ma'am? I'm a hairdresser. <laughs> and a good one, too, I can tell. Yes. And you have only one child at this at this point. Uh, there's a lot of changes coming in your life. God wants to bless and upgrade you. Uh, you go through phases where you're very zealous and full of fire. And then you go through complacent period you don't really do a whole lot. And you let paper slip and slide you don't always finish you don't sign you don't sign off you don't finish some of those things because if it's not inspiring you have to be inspired or motivated that's your biggest thing in your life and you've got so much going on now and not everything that's going on is God's plan his yoke is easy and light when you're overdoing it and burning the candle both ends it's definitely not God so some of the things you're doing are just wasting your time and not really from the Lord. So don't be afraid to clean it out. Some people are nervous to clean out their refrigerators and get rid of all the old food. Just clean it out so God can give you fresh and new. It's a cleanup day coming this year for you to start afresh in some areas because you are skilled in business. You are called to, to not work the land but to, uh, to do business with people on the land. So I'm not sure what that means exactly. Uh, because You talk about business development. I see lots of farms and different farming skills and things that you have. You have great, you're very smart. You have very set ideas and you come up with answers in the most unusual ways and that's what God's gift God's given you. But you're carrying all kinds of tiredness. You're very tired. Your soul is tired. You had so many things going on and he wants to clean up everything and begin a brand new day in your life. As for you, Michelle, you're a dynamite. I don't know how else to tell it. You're prophetic. You always hear God. You you know things before they happen. You're almost nervous if it's like this. What is this? This is freaky. You almost don't like it because it's so, so accurate. And God has given you gifts little girl, and, and, and you really have a wonderful anointing, you're really dad's girl, in every way, A parsecant, you have, you have that same skill to make things happen, to be an overcomer, when you married him, he was so, diff- he's so different to you, he sees things differently, but you really are a good uh, fit together, sometimes it seems strange how you don't, have, don't agree about things at all, at all. It uh, just takes so long, but he needs that as do you sometimes to learn your skills to work with situations. And he needs to think things through because he gets stuck. He gets stuck. He needs to push every now and then. He doesn't like it. He hates the pressure, but it does him all the good. He doesn't function without pressure. He doesn't function without pressure. I mean, I see his desk is full of papers now that he doesn't even know half the stuff there, and he's got to clear it. He's got to clear it all and start fresh. That's what God wants to do. He's smart. You're very smart, and you're good at what you do. God wants to bless it. I, I know there's more children coming. I just don't have an, an inspiration right this second about children. I do, I do want to tell you that you're going to raise a child that's not yours because you have a wonderful tenderness about you, Michelle. That's incredible. You have an insight. You read people in situations like this. Boy, you can read it. When you're doing your hair and doing work with people, you read them like a book, and that's a gift from God. Don't apologize for the prophetic gift in your life. Don't apologize. One of your family members, no matter what you do, it's never good enough. There's always trouble. God says, don't pay attention to that. You give it way too much importance. Just shake it off. Don't pay attention. It's their problem, not yours. God's got you, right? There's something you wanted in your house for a long time. You need the finances and upgrade, and you just have to ask. You don't have it, you didn't ask. Ask. Frama. it. is Amen. Thank you. Oof, am I going on too long, Pastor? Are you bored yet? The man with the pink shirt on, only a real man can wear pink, straight ahead of me like this. Yeah, stand up. All the muscles. Dude. Did you buy that shirt with all the muscles in it, or was it just Because I can bench push 10 kilograms by myself now. 10 kilograms, yeah, I'm good. What's your name, sir? Emmanuel. Manuel. Manuel. Yes. Not automatic. Manuel. All right. Manuel. <laughs> and who, Are you with me, Manuel? Who are you with? A lot of women um, around you. My friends. Your friend, who's your friend? Uh, Kezia, Sharon, uh, Descent, Emmanuel. Wow. Elvis, are you sure that you're sure friends? Children. That's just your opinion, perhaps. Who's the lady this side of you? Kezia. Her name is what? Kasia. Katelyn, and, and is, Kasia. She your, is she your friend too? Yeah, she's my friend. OK, yeah. stand up friend. Are you blushing? <laughs> What's your name, Kate, Caitlin? Caitlin? It's Kezia. Kezia. Hi, Kezia. Hi, Kezia. And what do you do? I'm unemployed. Unemployed at this point? Yes. Sometimes God drives the brook up to make you go to the widow's house. You're a very smart lady. And you've got to birth something of your own. You have a lot of understanding, a lot of experience. You should be already uh, consulting. You should be helping people, uh, giving them the consultation. But you've got to also forgive. God's bringing forgiveness in your life. You're angry in your heart. Some people did you wrong. If you don't forgive, you can't move on. It's that simple. So I'm asking you as your brother today. I'm your brother. I'm asking you, please. Please, they may not deserve it, but you must shake it off for your sake and forgive them from your heart, so God can open up doors. He's got major plans for you. I see Durban in your you know, near future too. I see you going to a place and coming back. You're not going to stay there, but all kinds of travel coming up very soon that are all part of the links of God's plan to you. You have got very, very set in your ways. You have your own little routine. You, you, might, the people mustn't ask you to do something outside of your routine. You, you have your own time, and don't just visit me when I'm not ready and all that. Time. This is my time. Put my makeup on. This is how I do my laundry. Can't come. and you've got to shake it up a little bit because you've got to be a little more flexible in God's hands, right? So back to you, the man with the muscles. What do you do for a living? Uh, I own a logistics company, transport. Logistics, okay. How old are you? I'm 25. 25? Yes. And you come to this church, right? You like this church? No, I visited. You don't like this church? I do like it. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here, but you like it. Yes. Where, where do you go to church? Uh, church of Pentecost, Campton Park. Do they prophesy over you there? Stay so do, but uh, not yes. See, this is where it happens. This is the place it happens. <laughs> there are so many things God's planned for you. You've made some mistakes and the devil's told you that you can't have God's blessing because you did this and did that and did that. I'm here to tell you God forgave you completely. It's all wiped away, it doesn't exist. And he wants to bless you because he's got plans for your life. He you made a covenant and promise to someone else before you made a promise. And I see a lot of interesting things. You, I know you say logistics, but I see a lot of motorcycles around you. I don't know what the motorcycles are doing, whether you, whether you sell or whether you're doing something with them, but there's something involved that you really have an eye for, for good things, you quality things, and you have a lot of skills to communicate with people and God has unusual plans for your life if you'll just yield to him. He said he's wrestling with you many times that you go his way because you you serve God because you can't escape. There's always the prayers will catch up with you and the Christian brethren will find you but you have to be yielded to him that he can have his own way with you in every aspect. But God has good plans for you. He has good plans and he wants to bless you and he's not mad at you. You must leave behind you what's behind you. It's a brand new day in your life. You also have music in you. Did you know that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, God wants to use the music for His glory. He wants to use it in His church, not in the world. He wants your music for the church. You have a, I don't know if you rap or what it is, but you have most unusual kind of music inside of you, a different kind of rhythm that God would like to use for His glory. And He wants to use that stuff that you have, all the talent that you have. He wants to use it for Himself, but you must go God's way. Yes? Got it? Yes, All right, thank you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hallelujah, what's it to you? What's your name with the New York baseball back cap on, right in front of a white shirt, trying to hide away from me? Speak up, girl. What's your name? Dumelo. All right. Dumelo, and are you married? Yes, I am. Put the microphone closer. Do you know who to? Yes, to Moloko. Moloko? Yep. Okay, and how many children do you have? I have two girls. How, what does he have? Two girls as well. Oh, you both have two girls together. <laughs> you said, I have two girls. I wasn't sure what he had. Okay. What do you do, Maloko? Oh, no, he's not. You are. I'm on sabbatical uh, leave. Uh, I just took some break just to focus on my studies. You do what? I'm on sabbatical leave. Um, I was just finalizing my post-grade. fourth grade. Fourth grade. Postgraduate qualification. Okay, so smart. But I want, what I want to thank you from the Lord is the choices you've made the last couple of years for the Lord. You put God first at all expense. You people don't know here, but it was so serious to you. Even financially, it cost you that's true hey. to serve God you lost out on opportunities you weren't willing you put God first you heard the word you listened to the word preached and it came into your heart and you lived it you good. it's all or nothing for you and because of that God has made a way where there is no way he's going to bless you and let the blessing overtake you your children are dynamic too you have amazing kids that will be very fruitful in God's ways from a very young age and your husband too is a good man he's a little slower than you but he's a good man and he'll do what's right because he loves the Lord and you, are God God's hands upon your life this is your home this is really your home you you are so safe and you're going to touch a lot of lives in fact some people in this church that were always with you in the beginning you're already separating company because they're not as serious as you are about the Lord you're too determined to go all the way you cannot compromise you cannot live a double standard you can't stand that Christianity when they look home one way and here in church a different way and that's what you you're hunting hunting the supernatural and you will. You will emanate it to your friends. That's what God's called you to do, is to become a standard in every way. He'll bless you. You're an amazing woman. Your rewards are on its way. The next three years will will overtake you with every natural and spiritual blessing. You cannot imagine God's got you covered. you have a mother or someone you've been praying for, for a while, God sent an angel to bring a miracle to your mother because of your prayers. You have great favor with the Lord, even if you wear a New York baseball cap. Okay, good. Thank you. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'd like to prophesy over everyone in this room. It's just not physically possible. I'm sure you get encouraged. We need a lot more prophetic to flow in our church. And two, it's just encourage one another. A prophetic words should strengthen and be a blessing to people. Do you agree with that? Yes or no? Yes. Please check our website, propheticlife.com. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God.